Are you ready to change the trajectory of your business and see massive improvements? Each week, we'll share strategies and practices to generate sustained results and long-lasting success in your organization. Welcome to the Innovation Junkies Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Innovation Junkies Podcast. I'm Jeff Standridge. Hey, this is Jeff Amaron. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Uh, got some great stuff to talk about today um, and uh, excited to just be back on here. It's been a few weeks since we've uh, we've been together. Yeah, it has indeed. And, and, you know, to kind of kick this off a little bit, one of the top three things that typically causes new ventures to fail, it's one of the top three is a lack of focus. And it's also true for large enterprises. So, so talk a little bit about what business owner and leaders can do to keep your business on track. Yeah, we're going to be talking about core business focus. And there are really five things. Uh, we call it five key focus areas to keep your business on track. Uh, the first one is you got to know the problems you solve. You know, um, unfortunately, and, and Jeff, you and I see this all too often, we have business leaders, whether they're startup founders or they're seasoned business leaders who can get a little bit distracted by a potential shiny object and haven't really done the work to step back and say, number one, are we solving a real problem in the market? And number two, is it a big enough problem that affects enough people? Uh, and will they pay what it more than what it costs to solve the problem so that we can actually generate an ongoing product service or ongoing business concern? Yeah, I mean, it's so it's so true. Uh, understanding that and keeping focused on that, that sort of an, an issue and, and separating the noise away from what it is that's your best and highest purpose. You know, a lot of times if you think about what a company is trying to do and the problems they solve, you, you have to be in an area where what you're selling is a must have versus a nice to have. And sometimes it's difficult not to chase that shiny object or look at the squirrel type of mindset when something else comes along that you think you might be able to do. It requires real discipline. That's right. And and one of our one of our uh, very early uh, uh, podcast guests in season one, it might have been like the one number one, two or three. You know, he said he creates a lot of intellectual property and he says he's looking for for a business problem that has a tailwind behind it. And he kind of defined that as uh, it's a big problem. It affects a lot of people. Multiple people have tried to solve it and have failed. And that's where he focuses his time in trying to figure out how to solve a problem like that. So you got to know the problems you solve and you've got to build a solution that solves those problems at a price point that would produce a profitable return. The other thing you have to know is you got to know the clients you serve. So you, you got to know who your ideal client profile is. That's the term we use a lot. Who are the people that are experiencing the problem to the greatest degree who will benefit the greatest amount from a solution? Yeah, it's so true. And, and oftentimes, when people think through that, whether they're whether a startup, whether they're a large enterprise, they think about customer segmentation and they tend to want to generalize that to industry segments or types of companies. And it needs to be more personal than that. It needs to be down to specific decision makers and influencers within that ideal client profile that are the ones that ultimately are going to have a lot to say about whether or not you get the business. That's right. That's right. You know, um, I hear people all the time say, well, anybody could use this. And, and my response to them, well, if if anybody's your customer, you're going to go broke before you reach enough enough buyers because you can't send a message that resonates with everyone. 
You've got to know who's experiencing it to the greatest degree. As you said, who are those decision makers? And you got to develop your message to target those people. So know the problems you solve, know the clients you serve, know where you're going. What's the vision and direction and long-term uh, uh, strategies and targets of your business? Where do you expect to be in three years or five years? And does this business problem that you're now embarking to go try to solve, does it take you closer to or potentially farther away from where you said you're going? Yeah, absolutely. You, you clearly want there to be alignment there. And that, that requires you to also think a lot about where's this market headed? Is there still going to be an opportunity there? Uh, it, it, are the problems we solving today actually the problems that our clients are going to have based on our vision and our long-term strategy? I mean, some of that stuff, when things sneak up on companies or they get caught flat-footed, it's largely because they haven't been thinking beyond the current quarter. Yeah. Having a good you know, strategic plans have gotten a bad name in the last, gosh, decade, longer than a decade, for as long as I've been in the workforce, because they're not strategic, they're not plans, um, and and they 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 try to encompass everything that that the organization does versus saying, this is where we're going, this is the rifle shot that we're making as an organization, and here's how we're going to make that rifle shot hit the target. And then if if a distraction or a potential distraction or a new business problem presents itself, there are three or four ways you can answer that question. And I think we've talked about this briefly in another episode is, number one, we can look at where we're going and this new this new potential opportunity. And we can say, does it fit with where we said we're going? And the answer might be, yes, it fits squarely in the middle. The other answer might be no. And we're going to stay away for, from it for right now. The final answer could be, no, it doesn't match the strategy that we laid out, the long-term vision, the long-term targets. But the circumstances have changed. The market has changed since we built that vision. So we may, we may need to adapt our direction and strategy. Uh, and that's an okay answer as well. Uh, you know, a, a good strategic growth plan or a good strategic plan doesn't absolve the leadership of responsibility to make decisions. It just gives them a framework within which to make those decisions about new opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, you, you've, I've heard you say a number of times, a uh, strategic plan is often more about what you won't do than what you will. And, and, and said another way, Guy Kawasaki, big thinker, chief uh, evangelist with uh, Apple and, and Macintosh in the early days, said, and he was talking about customers, but it's really true about solution set and vision. Don't be afraid to polarize. You can't do everything. And it gets back to that idea of focus. Not everybody is going to be your customer. Not every problem is going to be the problem you solve. Same thing for your strategy. Throw some things overboard that are not going to add that value that you want in the long term. Yeah. So know the problems you solve, know the clients you serve, know where you're going as an organization, your vision, your long-term targets, your strategy, uh, and then know where you make your money. Talk about that one a little bit. Yeah, it, it's it's so true. Uh, in a good, classic example, we're sitting in a strategic re review for a company. Uh, they were continuing a line of business where it was pretty clear they were shipping money out the door with every sale. And there wasn't a good rationalization. There wasn't a fundamental understanding for the longest time of the unit economics. And, and finally, it gets to the point where you either have to increase price or you drop that line if you can't do it. But letting that kind of stuff go on a lot of times is almost poisonous or cancerous to an otherwise successful business because they think they need to do something it's a zero margin thing. And if it's really not adding business development in other areas, in other words, there's not a cross subsidy, they should stop doing it. And it was fundamentally continued because they didn't understand their unit economics. 
it's hard to fire a non-performing client. It's even harder to, to, to I'm sorry, I, I, I said that backwards. It's hard to fire a non-performing employee. It's even harder to fire a non-performing client. And sometimes you have to do that or a client segment because it's, it's costing you money. Maybe it's contributing strategically to the organization in other ways. And if that's the case, then you've got to be able to quantify and qualify that. If you can't quantify and qualify it, then there are big questions about uh, whether that's a strategic part of your business. Exactly. And, you, and you've got to have a, a clarity of visibility so that you know where you stand. So you can make informed judgments based on what's generating margin, what's, what's growing the top line, what's uh, supporting the bottom line. Those are kind of essential things that can't be driven by guesswork or intuition. Have an understanding of what your break even is. You know, I, I was involved in a business, uh, a retail business uh, a few years ago uh, with some partners. And whenever they closed out the books at the end of the day, the point of sale system sent me uh, a, a detail of all the transactions, a summary and a detail. So I was able to, I already knew I'd calculated what the daily break even was. And literally by opening a quick PDF, I could look and say, did we hit our profit break even? And did we hit our cash break even? And uh, it was it was phenomenal. You talk about transforming a business. If you know what your daily break even is, uh, that, that can be phenomenal. So know where you spend your uh, know where you earn your money, where you make your money. And then the final one is know where you spend your money. How many times do we run into to businesses that have no idea what their income statement looks like below the top line? Yeah, and it's so critical. And, and a lot of times, particularly in the early stage of a new project, new product, it's understandable that you're going to have forecast errors on the top line, on the revenue side, because it's new ground and, and you, you learn those over time. It's really never excusable to not have a good understanding of the expense side and why those expenses are necessary and, and what they're going to be. And I have to tell you, this last one of knowing where you spend your money in inflationary times like we have now is more critical than anything else. It's going to force people to be ahead of it and figure out what are these inflationary trends going to be like on the input side? Where can we make changes? Where do we drop lines? Where do we add uh, price increases just to try to stay ahead? It's I've never seen in my 35 year career a more challenging environment on the input side, the expense side and figuring out how to manage it. So understanding where you stand is critically important. Revenue and sales covers over a lot of sins. And when that revenue and sales starts to falter in a in a, uh, an inflationary environment, in an economic uh, depression, recession, whatever you want to call it, in a downturn of, of, of some form, when those sales start to suffer, those sins become exposed. And if you don't have a good idea of which expenses are strategic and are contributing to your business and which are not, you're going to be in trouble. And one, one final thought on this. If you do these last two items, knowing where you make your money, knowing where you spend your money well, going into a downturn, your inclination sometimes is going to be to draw back, do less. Be more conservative. Sometimes these downturns are precisely the right time to put capital investment in, to take advantage of competitors' weakness, and to really put your foot on the accelerator. But you Absolutely. can't do that if you don't have clarity of where you make your money and where you spend your money. Great summary. Great way to cap it off. This has been another episode of the Innovation Junkies podcast. Talk to you soon. See you next time. Feedback from listeners like you helps us create outstanding content. So if you like this episode, be sure to rate us or leave a review. Also, don't forget to subscribe to get the latest growth and innovation strategies. Thanks for tuning in to the Innovation Junkies podcast.